what does becoming a record breaker require? How do we go further than anyone has gone before and leave a legacy of mastery? How do we push the limits of what's possible and elevate craft to the level of art? Bulgari's new podcast, Be Maestro, is answering these questions with a series of exclusive interviews. Together, we'll uncover the unique paths that extraordinary individuals forged when achieving the seemingly impossible. Each guest is a master in their field who has made a mark on time. Be Maestro, a Bulgari podcast inspired by the record-breaking spirit of the Octofinissimo watch collection. Time stands still. You're listening to the Be Maestro podcast. Julien Berra is in charge of movement development for Bulgari. His missions resemble those of a wizard to breathe mechanical life into drawings and desires. He knows how to marry Italian-style beauty and Swiss know-how. Without him, no records, no magic. He is not just a watchmaker, he is a creator of the impossible. Buongiorno, Julien. Could you please say a few words about yourself? Hello, I'm Julien Berra. I'm in charge of the Movement Development Department for Bulgari's high-end watchmaking in Le Sentier in Switzerland. I work out of Bulgari's movement factory. My job is to develop haute horlogerie movements which are no thicker than a coin. This is what my team and I pulled off with the Octo Finissimo. In 2014, Bulgari literally revolutionized watchmaking when they presented the first Octo Finissimo Tourbillon manual watch, a first world record for the company. It all started then, did it not? Everything started with the Octofinissimo Tourbillon, and I think that this first record had a huge impact upon the watchmaking world. And it had, well, let's say more than a positive feedback, which allowed us to engage more easily with high-end watches, knowing that the design of the Octofinissimo called for and obliged us to possess a certain finesse, to maintain that strong design, both powerful and aesthetic, always on the lookout for beauty. We were able, afterwards, to imagine all our complications using this design base. Can extreme finesse and ultra-miniaturization be considered true watchmaking complications? In watchmaking, complication is associated with complicated functions, such as chronograph, repeater, minutes. At Bulgari, the art of finesse, extra flat movements are a complication in and of themselves. From the beginning, by pushing the limits, be it for manufacturing or for assembling, we've been at the limit of possibility, and working within those limits imposes greater constraints rather than great complications. Our creations must respect the same standards of robustness as our standard watches, like the Octoroma. We've had to completely rethink our ways of building and our manufacturing processes to achieve this robustness. In our choice of materials, for example, for titanium, for our world records, in how we go about conceiving the parts, in our ways of manufacturing them, in how we control them, the entire production process has been modified to develop these extra flat movements to go after those world records. We had to completely reinvent our production flow and our development flow. In practical terms, how is a movement created and how do you work with Fabrizio Buonamassa, Bulgari's watch creative director? Everything starts with the design. Fabrizio's team submits a sketch of the watch to us, and we have to determine its feasibility. That means coming back with exact specifications of the movement, including costs, time frame, and manufacturing complexities, all of which enable management to give us the green light or not. 
why is the design of the Octo Roma and Octo Finissimo watches, which make up the big Octo family, so powerful? The Octo Roma is the initial mix of a circle and an octagon. For me, that's truly the DNA of the Octos, to which are added faceted lugs with a very clean, polished architecture. We went looking for the inspiration of our design in Roman architecture and in everything that Italy brings to mind. The link between the Octo Roma and the Octo Finissimo was made by conceptualizing a stronger design. It's by making the forms of the Octo Roma more complex and by enlarging the case that we attain finesse. This more powerful, more complex design absolutely had to stay thin. The Octo Finissimo was born. What is the true meaning of miniaturization for the fine watchmaker that you are? To obtain a movement, a Finissimo watch, every function must be rethought, from the most basic to the most complex. To do this, the maker must think with the Finissimo spirit. The components must be simplified as much as possible, and simplifying does not necessarily mean less work or fewer studies of the function. On the contrary, the simplest functions are generally the most complex to implement. Then there's all the production processes which are involved, as each process imposes certain thicknesses while respecting the sturdiness required in order to pass the homologation. Tests. Projects can vary in length from six months to five or six years, depending on the complexity of the watches. Rethinking watches in a finissimo spirit is your mission. Is it also a way for Bulgari to project themselves into the future? Rethink the movement, rethink the watch, rethink the watch band and the Octo Finissimo. Everything was rethought. Even the fastening of the clasp was rethought in order to fit the Finissimo. And for me, by reflecting on the entire process, and looking to optimize and miniaturize all of it, maybe tomorrow the movement will be different. A track that no one will have explored. We're just at the start of the adventure, at the beginning of something. In what way is extreme watchmaking finesse Bulgari's signature DNA? I don't think that finesse is truly Bulgari's DNA, however, it contributes to it. It contributes to the search for beauty, which is inherent to and at the heart of the Bulgari development process. Beauty is the centerpiece of our DNA, and for me, the search for beauty can take shape in any given mechanical part. A screw with a particular shape and a chamfer, a perfectly mastered chamfering, for me, these are the small attentions to detail which make for perfection and which bring out beauty. We're able to start with a piece of metal, so to speak, and sublimate it by decorating it as painters would paint their canvas. Why do you derive such pleasure from designing extra-flat movements? For me, the extra-flat is a construction game. It's fascinating. We have to manage a certain function, a given complication, within a much smaller space than a standard one. As a result, the maker must immediately start playing with the position of the different parts within the limited space and must find the perfect positioning where all the parts fit together in the most natural way possible, the simplest way, thus reaching records of finesse. The movement maker must rethink the parts, their very conception, to make optimum use of the space while guaranteeing the required robustness. In fact, the maker must think finissimo, must think extra flat, in order to build extra flat from the get-go. The structuring of the components is going to impose, in large part, the means of production. Which Octo Finissimo watch was the most complex to design, both from a technical and an aesthetic standpoint? 
The part that gave us the hardest time was the perpetual calendar, a succession of steel elements requiring perfect flatness. And these elements needed to interlink and to work with each other at the same time. And this challenge was the most complex for me. The function of the QP, the perpetual calendar, is to indicate the date, the day, and the month according to the different years, to take into account the months of 30 and 31 days and the leap years. Each movement has its surprises, and our experience is growing with regards to this problem. Teamwork is essential. As an aside, you told us that your favorite Octofinissimo watch was the chronograph version. Why is that? The Octofinissimo chrono has a certain importance, for it reminds me of the energy which I put into this project, and above all, the human adventure which I experienced with the project. I realized immediately that without a closely knit and driven team, we wouldn't be able to embark upon this Finissimo saga. For each new project, the first tick-tock, the first heartbeats of the movement are pure magic. It's of course a huge relief, and it's also a source of tremendous pride, and what better way to celebrate than in an excellent restaurant. Do you sometimes get the feeling that you are almost getting drunk on the technical challenges which you face when creating Octofinissimo watches? The entire team thinks Finissimo, breathes Finissimo, and when we launch into a new project, we're immediately obsessed with the placement of the components, the gain and flatness. How are we going to manage to display this function? Is it fun? Does it meet Fabrizio's design? Can we manage to create a function within a far smaller space? When we work on projects like Finissimo, it takes us by storm. We live finissimo, we think about it all the time. We can even wake up in the middle of the night with an idea for modifying a part, for moving it to the left, to the right, on top, underneath, in order to gain even a tenth of a millimeter. You speak of thinking finissimo. Is this synonymous with excellence? That's a certainty. We're determined to provide excellence, the finissimo, and it leaves no room for error. The tiniest imperfection can penalize the running, can penalize the amplitude. So we must seek the optimum, perfection, excellence. And this is a state of mind, and it's also a way of life. What barriers need to be broken today to set new records in watchmaking? For me, limits do not exist. The only limits are the ones that we set for ourselves. And as long as our watches are pleasant to wear and inspire emotions, we shall have no limits to our developments. What is the Octofinissimo of your dreams? The Octofinissimo of my dreams is the Octofinissimo Grande Sonnerie. Imagine today's Grande Sonnerie with a thousand miniaturized components in a Finissimo, worn simply as one would wear a simple wristwatch. For me, this would be the ultimate, the Holy Grail. Is it essential to break records at Bulgari? We don't have a particular desire to beat records, but rather to advance watchmaking, to grow our watchmaking skills and to go beyond our limits. And I like the idea of surpassing oneself. And for me, that reflects the history of watchmaking, to always miniaturize, to go further, to push beyond our limits. This will enable us to come up with other ideas, not necessarily in movement strategy, but which perhaps tomorrow will be found on our wrists. Word has it that there are dozens of watchmaking projects biding their time at Bulgari. True or false? There are a multitude of ideas waiting in the wings at Bulgari, whether on prototypes or in file cabinets, on paper sketches or on designs. Today, we have an innovation department. If one of these ideas fits, it can be taken further. Technological advances are numerous nowadays in fine watchmaking. How do you picture the technical identity of the next Octofinissimo watches? 
The new manufacturing processes are going to allow us to project ourselves further, to rethink the various components and perhaps even leave some of them behind. The balance wheel with the Swiss anchor has been around a very long time. With a few technological advances, we'll be able to rethink this balance wheel, to question this escapement, and thus give even greater possibilities to our finissimos, perhaps reaching the holiest of grails, a watch that will last our entire lifetime. You've been listening to Be Maestro, the Bulgari original podcast. Join us in our next episode to unveil the secrets of those who make their mark on time. Ciao a tutti.